0: Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with musician Roman Kavalik of the thrash band Omachita about their appearance in 2018's Christmas slasher, Ugly Sweater Party. It's an ugly sweater party? Why didn't you tell me? Well, well, what's an ugly sweater party anyways? It is a party where you wear ugly Christmas sweaters. Declan right. This fucking trash bag chopped
1: up four families.
0: Slug for last year's Ugly Sweater Party is as follows. An ugly sweater party turns into a bloodbath when an evil Christmas sweater possesses one of the partygoers. Sounds simple, but the film ends up being something a lot more. This includes a character hallucinating and imagining a thrash band is playing inside a cabin with him. That band is Omechita, the Los Angeles thrash act. It's kind of a weird story as to how it all happened, so we were excited to speak with the band's Roman Kavalik, who also composed the film's score. Again, Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Glad so- we finally get to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so we're 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 talking uh the the movie that you did music for in several different uh varieties, uh Ugly Sweater Party. Yes indeed. Um how did you come to be part of this film?
1: Um, well, I've uh, been uh, working uh, with Aramento on a bunch of his movies so far. Um, also his uh, first feature movie, uh, Standards of Living. So um, uh, when he came around and um, uh, was doing the Eccles weather party, he asked me if I uh, would like to be part of it again. And uh of course, uh, I was very interested because it's always fun to work with Aaron.
0: What makes it so fun to work with him?
1: Oh, well, because, um, uh, he's got just crazy ideas and, uh, it's just so inspiring to, uh, work with somebody just that always thinks outside the box and always tries to push the, li- push the limit and, uh, yeah just um uh, any idea that i feel like it's way out there he embraces and and like even thinks like i should even go further and that's just like when it comes down to you know creativity that's definitely something i really appreciate uh working with him because uh you know it pushes my own boundaries too so um uh, that makes it fun and he's also very articulate and has a very clear vision of what he wants and um uh that's always uh, very helpful and that definitely makes it easier for me to uh, get my work done
0: so how'd you how'd you first come to meet aaron
1: well um <laughs> the first time um it was oh, that's been it's been years ago now um he had an ad on craigslist and then he was looking for a monster like an alien monster or something and uh so I just wrote him and go like, hey, uh, you know, I could be playing your monster, but then it also I could write a music for you monster movie <laughs> if you would be interested. So he wrote back that, um, uh, you know, like, let's meet and let's talk. And we, we sat down, we start talking, and then uh, he goes like, you know what, I, I think I got the monster covered, but I, I, think I would like to do the music. So <laughs> that was um, uh, his first uh, student movie, I think. It was, and... Uh, I could even tell you the name. Um, Yeah, that's it. So,
0: in addition to composing the score for Ugly Sweater Party... uh, Oh, wait.
1: I I said I could tell you the name, but I didn't. (laughs) Actually, it was called Hard Feelings. Mm. So, I
0: mean, that means you've been working with him for like over a decade now.
1: Yeah, it was in two thousand. Seven, I remember it right, yeah, so um uh yeah, over oh, a decade now, that's right. <laughs> How did
0: your band Omiida, end up being in the film as well
1: so uh when we sat down to talk about the music for Ugly Sweater Party, he uh had this idea of um uh, using uh, like a eighties uh metal like a thrash band um in the movie. And they asked me if I know anybody that would have uh, such sound. Um, and, uh, I uh, used to play bass in this band called Machida, as you mentioned. And, uh, I was like, Hey, uh, you know, maybe check this out. They have this new record out, which is, uh, you know, pretty well produced. And, uh, you know, the lyrics might be just, uh, very fitting for what you're looking for. And, uh, he listened to it and goes like, Oh my God, this is great. Like, you know, can I get the rights for it? So I'm, uh, well, I uh, contacted Jelani, um, who is the leader of the band, and uh, he goes like, yeah, absolutely, let's let's do this. And, um, yeah, so that's how that came around. So then, like, the band is
0: in the film, like, during this, like, crazy freak-out scene, like, in addition to having songs <laughs> as part of it. <laughs> yeah. So, um uh what was that per- performance like to to go from being like the man behind the scenes making music to being on screen
1: <laughs> well uh I mean when we had the conversation about uh, you know the music and I told him that you know that I know about omichida, then his next question was like, okay well would you know any anybody that you know, we'll be able to perform that music. And I was like, well, I could, you know, I could uh, ask um, the other guitar player, from, uh, or ex-guitar player of Amichita, um, uh, Roy, if he would like to be a part of this. And then uh, Roy said, yeah, so all we need is a is a drummer. And um, uh, Roy's friend, um, uh, Scott, was uh, available, and he's a big horror movie fan. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. It's going to be great. So I'm <laughs> like, okay, well... All right, and uh now we need to find a singer, but then we kind of didn't, so we were like, "You know what, let's just do a three piece, and that's just kind of gonna mimic the vocal parts and uh, yeah, so that's how that came around and uh it, we had such a blast we just um uh we did it in a garage up in North Hollywood, and we came in was everything decorated, and like they had a fog machine and the wind and all sorts of things and and we're just, like, just looking at the set. We're, like, really getting into it. And we are like, yeah, woo! And, then, uh, yeah, then they played the music, and we were just, you know, playing along and having fun. Yeah, that was, a, that was, that was real fun. So, uh,
0: yeah. So you've done, like, um, in addition to... Um doing the music for all of uh for all of these different movies from Aaron, like you you work as a composer for film and television. Mm-hmm. Correct, yes. And you've done some like very interesting stuff. Oh thank you. Um like I, 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 I like looking at your IMDB page, it's just like fascinating to see that like you've done like episodes of the e-true hollywood story. <laughs> yeah. So like the like, do you have like a, a specific thing you focus on or do you go like where the work takes you?
1: Uh usually when the, where the phone calls co- come from um but I uh, definitely feel myself more inclined towards um horror thriller drama, but uh, also I uh, did get a chance to work on a kids animation show for a little while <laughs> and um uh, uh, like uh, i have done comedies before um but you know the ugly weather party is a is a great blend of a uh, comedy and horror, so that was real fun to kind of uh, mix those two genres together and uh but we also had a very conscious decision about like the this movie that we are not going to actually make it sound funny, you know, we're not gonna use like, kind of cheery like, comedy cues like, the idea was, let's just play straight, and let's just the humor, like, you know just work its, its own magic, basically so let's not have the music give it away, and then again, you know, we actually went even like, a little bit more into extremes with the music itself, where Sometimes there is like this big orchestration over like just just picture of trees really <laughs> and and it doesn't need it at all like it's not asking for it, but the music just goes ballistic for no good reason, and so that's like that's kind of where you know Aaron comes in again and goes like, "Yeah, that's a great idea, let's do this and you know it's just that that makes it so much fun to work with him because like you know like crazy ideas. Like nonsense, nonsensical ideas, he, he embraces and he wants to do it. So, yeah.
0: S- going, uh, going, f- like, what projects are you working on
1: now? Um, right now, I am uh, working on a documentary called "The Knox Mine Disaster." It's about uh, um, a disaster that happened in '52 uh, in, in the Pennsylvania area, where uh, uh, those mines got flooded. Mm. And um uh, it's actually gonna be a sixtieth anniversary um coming up twenty second of the January. Wait a minute, so I must have been fifty nine, not fifty two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh we're just uh right now on the on the finishing line to get that done. And then I'm also working on a spy movie called uh the cry. And then it's kind of a thriller spy kind of like action kind of a feature movie should be really
0: should be fun i'm always curious about like composition for documentaries because you're you're working with a a, a true story but so like you i i know like they're they're trying to tell the story in a a, a way that is as truthful as possible but like then you're trying to score it without are you trying to score it without like messing with people's emotions too much? Or are you just trying to go with like the emotion of, uh, whomever is speaking on screen?
1: Um, yeah, I think I tried to replicate a little bit of the emotions that are going on on the screen. So it kind of, the music should go hand in hand with, you know, what they're talking about. Um, Now in this particular situation, it's actually uh, it's very dramatic, um, just a situation on its own. Um, So I I try to you know kind of um, uh, color it in in those kind of you know in a sense where if it's if it's dramatic, I don't want to like you know just keep it like you know neutral. I I want I want to like you know make sure that picture pops and that we feel dramatic about it. But then also, yeah, in this particular um, movie, there's a lot of court scenes where after the drama, like after the catastrophe, they try to figure out, like, well, who whose fault was it? And um, there it was a little bit more tricky because, you know, I've seen the movie, so I kind of know where it goes, but you don't want to give it away. Mm, so yeah. you have to you have to stay neutral to actually keep the audience guessing, well, who's the bad guy now and who's the good guy? So... And the music can be misleading sometimes, or misleading on purpose. Where you play, you know, this this one person kind of oh he must be the bad guy. You don't really know why, but the feeling is that he must be bad because the music kind of conveys that. Feel it, even though he's actually the guy that says the truth, but we don't know that at, at that point yet. So uh, there were some creative decisions in that sense where, you know, we try to. With some characters, they stay, stay true to uh, stay true to what they represent, and some others, some um, uh, kind of taint it a little bit, you know. So it's um, uh, that's that's a very uh, close collaboration with the director and his vision and where he wants to go with it. So um, uh, yeah, I just uh, basically uh, translating what he has um, uh, has to tell me into music and and uh, give it give it back to him, and hopefully he's gonna prove it and like it.
0: So you you are staying quite busy then.
1: <laughs> At the moment I'm very busy indeed. So uh
0: if folks wanted to find out more about your work is there somewhere they can look?
1: Um yeah, um you can uh I have a website which is com. just my name r o m a n k o v a l i kcom or also, I have music on the SoundCloud, SoundCloud slash Roman Kovalevich. Um, I have Facebook and Instagram, all the same. Roman Kovalevich. It's nothing complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe my last name is. I so. <laughs> can't change that. <laughs> Wonderful.
0: Well, sir, I really appreciate you for hopping on the line and talking with me. This has been a lot of fun.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for you know, taking the time. And uh, again, thank you so much for watching the movie. And uh, yeah, we're uh, um, uh, planning on a DVD release, hopefully uh, at some point this year for uh, the Ugly Sweater Party. And um, uh, along with the DVD release, we also are um, uh, planning on uh, releasing the soundtrack with the songs and the score. So, uh, hopefully, it's going to be like a combo pack. If you buy one, you get the other, the other one for free, or something along those lines. So, hopefully, uh, you know, look out for it and uh, grab your copy.
0: Cool. Well, again, thank you so much, and uh, have a good rest of your day.
1: Thank you so much. (laughs)
0: Thanks to Roman Kavalik for speaking with me. You can find more information about Roman at his website, romankovalec.com. That is spelled R-O-M-A-N-K-O-V-A-L-I-K dot com. You can find more information about Ugly Sweater Party on Twitter at Ugly Sweater Film. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on this show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromandinspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at From Inspired Pod. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking about the string tugging drama of the new film, Wild Rose, with the film star, Jesse Buckley. Until then...